0: Welcome to the Brooklyn Tabernacle's Daily Devotions. Now, here is the Senior Pastor of the Brooklyn Tabernacle, Jim Simbola. Good morning. It's a wonderful day in downtown Brooklyn, Smith Street, between Fulton and Livingston. 17 Smith. That's our address brooklyntabernacle.org. You can go there and maybe there's something there that will bless you. Do remember pastors, associates, people who want to bless your pastor, tell them to contact the website and get there and visit it and see about our intensive, three-day intensive, one-hour sessions on critical practical matters. You know, a lot of people are convinced that God is on the throne, and they believe in the sovereignty of God. Unfortunately, their meetings don't edify anyone because there's a lack of wisdom. You can have correct doctrine and lack wisdom, and wisdom builds the house. I've made so many mistakes that I could keep you here for three years, not three days, just telling you all the things I've learned from Scripture, but a lot for my own mistakes. We are now going to read, because this is a similar story than happened earlier to David, 1 Samuel chapter 26, Saul camped down for the night. David walked in with his assistant, and the assistant said, let's kill Saul. He's been after you for so long. David said, no, I won't do it. God's anointed, but he takes the spear of Saul and the water jug. Then David crossed over to the other side and stood on top of the hill some distance away. There was a wide space between them. He called out to the army and to Abner, the man, the general of the army, in charge of keeping Saul safe, son of Ner. Aren't you going to answer me, Abner? Abner wakes up. Abner replied, who are you who calls to the king? David said, you're a man, aren't you? This is like a little dish. This is an Old Testament dish. You're a man, aren't you? And who is like you in Israel? Why didn't you guard your Lord, the king? Someone came to destroy your Lord, the king. What you have done is not good. As surely as the Lord lives, you and your men must die because you did not guard your master, the Lord's anointed. Look around you. Where are the king's spear and the water jug that were near his head? Here's where you got to bring in the violins. Saul recognized David's voice and said, Is that your voice, David, my son? who I've been trying to kill for about two and a half years. This is so, you know, like the, the guy who cried wolf. David replied, yes, it is my lord, the king. And he added, why is my lord pursuing his servant? What have I done? What wrong am I guilty of? Now, let my lord, the king, listen to his servant's words. If the lord has incited you against me, then may he accept an offering. If, however, people have done it, May they be cursed before the Lord. They have driven me today from my share in the Lord's inheritance and have said, go serve other gods. Now, do not let my blood fall to the ground far from the presence of the Lord. In other words, you've chased me away from where I was born and where I should be. The king of Israel has come out to look for a flea as one hunts a partridge in the mountains. In other words, what am I? You got your whole army, your best trained soldiers. And what am I? What are you doing this for? What's happening? Then Saul said, bring the violence back in. I have sinned. Come back, David, my son. Because you considered my life precious today, I will not try to harm you again. Surely I have acted like a fool and have been terribly wrong. I wouldn't take that to the bank. And if Saul brings out a used Lexus, I would check the mileage and run a check on that car. Just saying. There are some people you take their words with a grain of salt. They have a track record of being hypocrites, up and down, double-minded. Here is the king's spear, David answered. Let one of your young men come over and get it. The Lord rewards everyone for their righteousness and faithfulness. The Lord delivered you into my hands today, but I would not lay a hand on the Lord's anointed. As surely as I value your life today, so may the Lord value my life and deliver me from all trouble. And then Saul said to David, may you be blessed, David, my son, you will do great things and surely triumph. So David went on his way and Saul returned home. See, every time Saul gets caught and sees David's innocence, he goes into this melancholy swoon and goes, David, my son, and David's men behind him are going hardy, har, har. Don't believe it, David. And no matter what he says, you notice when they split, David doesn't say, fine, I'm coming over to where you are. Let's call Uber and get back to Jerusalem. Nope. David knows. May God give us discernment when we're around people who aren't sincere or who are up and down, double-minded, having two hearts, one heart, one day, another heart. Let's not be that. You notice where David said in one of his Psalms, unite my heart to fear your name. Why would he want his heart united? Because sometimes our hearts can get double. Yeah, let's, the chapter ends, let's end on this. So, unite my heart to fear thy name. Unity is important in a church staff, in a church, on a basketball team. Unity means so much. But how about unite my heart? Why, you have two hearts, David? No, but my heart can get divided. Haven't you ever faced that in life? I have. Part of my heart says... I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back. And then almost at the same time, other voices are saying, look out for yourself. You go serve the Lord unconditionally and walk by faith. You're going to end up in left field. We're double-minded. And David says, I can't unite my heart. God, you unite my heart. Let's give a New Testament counterpart. God, let me Be wholehearted in my service of you and in walking by the Spirit. Let your Spirit control me, 24-7, 365. Don't let me be half Spirit-led, half flesh-led. Let's be all out for Jesus. I did notice that when he died on the cross, he gave up everything for us, everything. Let's give everything that we have and are to him. Amen, and God willing, see you Monday. Thank you